Well, hello, good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Daily. This daily podcast finds you on the 13th of July. It is Tuesday. I trust that wherever you're at, the sun is shining, the weather is great. Uh, over the past couple of days, we've experienced uh, rain at night here in the east, and then the sun just coming out in full force uh, in the mornings and the afternoons. And man, you know, we talk about uh, drastic changes in the weather. Uh, it will be crazy hot uh, in the day, but super cold because of the rain in the night. And man, isn't that just a reflection of what life really is? You know, we oscillate, we move in between seasons, in between experiences. But each weather condition, be it uh, the sweltering heat the sun brings or the cool uh, that the rain brings, each serves its purpose. And so I pray for you this day, for whatever you're going through in this season, be it, you know, just sun's shiny day, bright skies, or be it through a gloomy, cloudy season, that you would discover uh, God's purpose and plan and discover his nearness in every season and so with all that being said let us begin today's podcast well folks the the verse i'd like to take us through uh this morning is from uh, matthew chapter 5 and this is the beatitudes uh or some would prefer to read it as the b attitudes you know the attitudes that we should embody uh i've heard one preacher describe the beatitudes as Jesus's manifesto for the kingdom of God and I love that language it is, it is his manifesto it is what citizens of his kingdom ought to pursue ought to live like and he says this this is how his kingdom works in Matthew chapter 5 verse 4 blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Now Jesus used the Greek word penteo uh, for the word mourn. And penteo is the strongest word for mourning or lamenting in the New Testament. It expresses this kind of loud crying as if someone is in wailing in agony over sin, suffering, injustice, and human tragedy. It describes a person whose heart is broken by what breaks God's heart. And over the last week, I've been to uh, the wakes of uh, two, uh, you know, family members of uh, members in our community uh, that have recently passed. Uh, one of them, of course, being Uncle John, who we honoured uh, on Sunday morning. And I just can't help but think and contemplate, ponder on this verse. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Now, what a promise Jesus gives us through his word. That though we may mourn, though we may grieve over trial, tragedy, suffering, and be agonized over sin and injustice, that that in our mourning, we will come eventually to experience his comfort. And I love using the word lament to describe this experience. Lament is a kind of holy hurt. But it's not just hurting for the sake of hurting, but it is a hurt. It is a pain that pushes us deeper into faith, hope, and love. In the midst of human suffering, we can experience God's comfort and His nearness. Because for those who lament, we will be centered and cemented in God's comfort and grace. 
Because often we think loss and grief distance us from God. But in reality, God is near those who mourn, those who lament. His grace floods in. Psalm 34 verse 18 says this, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. What an amazing promise. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and He saves those who are crushed in spirit. He is close when we mourn, when we lament, when we grieve. That is when God draws near and He is close to us. That word uh, close is also translated near and it's the word karob, which means literally to be an ally, kinsman or a neighbor. And so you can think of it this way that when we mourn, when we are brokenhearted, God literally moves into the space that we are in. He stands beside us. He is near to us in our grief, in our mourning. And the word goes on to say this, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. That word crushed there is so descriptive, it's so raw, it's so honest. It describes a person who has their hope, their joy, their peace crushed out of them, pushed out of them because of the circumstance. And God's promise is this, that he will draw near and he will save those who are crushed in spirit. And so we read God's word this morning with confidence. Matthew 5 verse 4, blessed are those who mourn. In some translations, the word blessed, the word makarios translates to happy. Happy are those who mourn. What sounds like a self-contradictory statement, doesn't it? Happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. In all of scripture, Psalm 42 is probably, to me, one of the most honest and raw uh, passages of scripture in all uh, of the Bible. In Psalm 42, we read of David wrestling and arguing with God and lamenting and having questions about whether he should still hope. And he opens this psalm with vivid graphic language about his thirst for God. He starts off, uh, with this, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? And then he says this, My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, Where is your God? And so David here is starving for some taste of joy, some taste of life from God. And we don't really know what is going on in David's life. Many scholars think that this was written when David was pushed out of Jerusalem. But we know this for certain. David was going through an immensely difficult time. If we read on further in Psalm 42, we would see David trying his best, calling to remembrance all that God has done for his life. And he oscillates between despair and joy, hope and despondency. And then eventually he lands on verse 11 when he says this, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. So in this psalm, we see David moving from a place of mourning and grief, eventually into a place of hope, where he experienced the comfort, the presence, the nearness of God. And I think a key uh, part of this equation, of this movement from mourning into comfort, is the very simple act of honesty. 
of being honest with God. And we see David exemplifying this kind of raw, brutal honesty before God that isn't, isn't to be disregarded or isn't to be uh, thought of as irreverent, but it's simply bringing to God uh, you know, all that is really going on beneath the surface. Because many of us are prone to talking to God uh, with a certain kind of piety or we you know, bring to God uh, this scripted prayers that don't really convey the depth of our emotions. And we need to follow in the example of not just David, but many of the authors of the New Testament and bring our emotions, bring our pain, our grief to God. Because it's in that honesty that we truly experience a depth of intimacy that would take us from mourning into comfort and into joy. And we get our confidence for this bold honesty from Psalm 139 verses 1 to 4, which says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me, and you know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it, Lord, completely. And so here's a simple thought. Why not pray honestly when God already knows what you are thinking? Why not pray honestly? Why not come to God honestly when God already knows what you're thinking? Pete Greg of 24-7 Prayer said this, The thing that keeps God out of our lives is not our sin. It is our compulsion to pretend, to cover up our nakedness with fig leaves, to climb sycamore trees in order to see without being seen. And when we do, he will sometimes look out laughing and invite himself to tea. What a line. The thing that keeps God out of our lives is not sin, it's our compulsion to pretend, to cover up, to put up a front. And now I'm not saying that we can be irreverent, curse and swear, or even blaspheme God. But I'm saying that there is certainly an invitation from God that we can glean through the words of scripture to come to him in our lament, in our grief, in our brokenness, in our honesty, and be healed and comforted. You know, I read a book recently, it said that churches these days are built like elevation churches. It's not the elevation church, but churches that are built on hype, on celebration, on happy, on good moments. And very much our services look that way. But that does not fully encapsulate or capture the full breath, the breath of the human experience. We have joyful, happy, celebratory moments, yes, but we also grieve, we also mourn, we are also sorrowful. And God in His mercy and kindness stands with us, not just in our mountaintop experiences, but also in our valleys, in our mourning, our grief, our sorrowfulness. He is near. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And so as we close off this morning, I would love for us to just spend some time for where we are grieving. Perhaps we have experienced a loss recently. We've experienced a loss some time ago and we have not been able to take that pain to God. And in many ways, there feels like there is a kind of obstacle in our way from experiencing God and a depth of intimacy. Maybe this day, there is an opportunity and invitation extended toward you to bring that before God so that you may fully encounter Him. You may be known fully and truly for the good and the bad so that you may mourn 
in raw, open honesty and be truly comforted. I love to pray this prayer over you. It's a liturgical prayer, which, you know, in layman's term, it's a prayer that's scripted, it's written, it's handed down. I love to read to you this prayer as we spend some time coming to God in full honesty, mourning, lamenting, grieving if we need to, so that we may be comforted. That is the promise of Scripture. And so let me pray this prayer over you. Blessed Trinity, you're not distant or disinterested in us. Thank you that I can approach your throne of grace and mercy in my time of need. In every moment of every season, including moments of disappointment, doubt, and despair, you have determined to be present with us. You enter our worst moments and teach us how to lament and long for a day when all wrongs are made right, when tears of sorrow turn to tears of joy, when hurts are healed. Teach me to lament well. Teach me to cry out to you. May my lament over our broken world be a battle cry of victory, for in Christ we are more than conquerors in Him who loved us. Now as I lament, encourage my heart and cement me eternally in the truth that nothing will ever separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's spend some time together coming to God. Beautiful. I hope that that time was special and meaningful to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Daily. I'll catch you in our next episode coming out tomorrow. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace. Hey, Pastor Andre here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website www.thecity.sg for more information. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.